0: so happy you're here. Welcome to another episode of the Seed Podcast. My name is Kristen Urena and I co-host this podcast every week with one of my best friends, Daisy Habib. And we're so grateful, so grateful that you're here and joining us in our own process of being a human because... That being human is a whole, whole unknown mystery in itself. And we, we talk about that a lot in this episode of just not knowing and being open to where our life will pivot to and take us. And in those pivots, in those moments of transition, we have to get really comfortable with change. And I know for myself, that has not been something I've been particularly comfortable with in the past. think many of us can attest to that. If, If not all the time, most of the time, change can feel really uncomfortable. It can be exciting. It can be this energy of potential. It can be jarring. It can be surprising, shocking, all the different things all at once. And I think that's why change can be so tricky. A lot of it feels outside of our control. But when we're able to surrender and be open to whatever our body is telling us, whatever our intuition is telling us, I think we find a lot of magic on the other side of that change. And that is what Daisy and I are both in process with in various areas of our life. And you'll hear us kind of talking about that and dive into that in a new way this episode. And what I mean by a new way is again, we are kind of each arriving in this place where we're viewing change and pivoting and maybe any shame around that a lot differently and it is truly making all the difference so enjoy this one let us know how you like it share it with a friend would be so grateful if you could and find us on instagram i would love to hear you answer the question at the end of this episode so stay tuned and enjoy Recording i'm right i'm in like a weird mood there we go that's fine i'm on one right now so my hair is filthy mood i don't think i've washed my hair in a week i haven't washed my hair in colorado yet <laughs> how many days have you been there I got here Tuesday night, so I showered Tuesday. Mo- I showered Tuesday morning and washed my hair. Yeah, so either. tomorrow is the day I'm gonna wash it. But it is like right now. Oh, yeah, Ooh, I like
1: you. your nails. Thank you. They're press ons. I always oh, I feel like they um, press ons these days. Like stay long on your nails. Good,
0: we've made them good. Okay, wait. I might you should do yeah, it well, does it ruin your nail nope oh <gasps>
1: like when you pick them off like you'll have a little glue on your nail and just file it off it's so much, so much better than like getting tips and like gel manicures and stuff in my opinion i like them. no
0: i agree i don't i never go to nail nail salon i hate it i couldn't even tell you the last time i got my nails done yeah pre-covid easily mm-hmm. but i always want to paint my nails because when i don't i'll like pick the skin i'm a skin picker when i paint them i don't do it where'd so, like, you go i
1: went to ulta but like you find them anywhere but like so i got the opi brand and then also this brand kiss is really good but so i got these Ooh. they're funky and fun for- yeah and then there's these ones too and they're kind of like metallic green
0: they're really cute and you literally do they're just sticky you just it comes with glue
1: get ones with glue not stickers the stickers will pop off in two seconds but the glue lasts like these are not going to, pop- if, even if one happens to pop off, like it's so easy to just like keep the mini file and glue with you and you could just glue it back on wherever you are. <laughs> oh my
0: God. I, so <laughs> I want to like go to the store now though. Cause I am looking on Amazon, but I feel like going to the store, there'd be better ones.
1: Yeah. Also then you'd be able to see like the actual color that they are and the length mm-hmm. online. It's probably hard to tell how long they are and stuff.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask you if you can file them if you feel like they're too long.
1: Oh, yeah, you totally can file them. And, like, what if they're too thick for your finger? They're not going to be. They're really not thick. I feel like when I get, when I've gotten tips in the past, they've been way thicker than these. Oh, I mean,
0: like, width-wise. I oh, asked.
1: oh, oh, They have many different sizes that you can okay. pick from. It's not just, like, ten nails in the box. Like, there's extras. with. Oh, the
0: good. Sizes. Yeah okay oh there's so many cute ones okay maybe oh different colors
1: <laughs> all right shall we pivot into mm-hmm. pivoting
0: <laughs> yeah good one you know what i thought of earlier today oh, um how like we we knew like we were going to talk about this tonight but like so mm-hmm. many times we just kind of like oh well whatever comes up but how we made that list in the beginning of topics as if we ever needed it (laughs) wait and this is the
1: perfect idea this is the perfect thing to bring up in talking about limiting because that's so true when me and you started this podcast and I guess for everyone listening to me and Kristen made a list of different topics that we were like we're gonna touch on these and different episodes like we were basically brainstorming episode topic ideas and we were like even I think before the first one we even tried writing a few notes and stuff and like yeah it's so funny because since the first episode we've not looked at that fucking list once
0: (laughs) not a single time I like could probably go find it but it would take me long to probably figure out where it even is right now like buried I (laughs) Can't even imagine what's on that list. Probably things we've talked about, but then just like random stuff. Yeah.
1: Also, the things on there that we've talked about have probably just come up naturally in conversation versus us approaching an episode like today we're going to talk about blah, blah, blah. And like, no shade if that's how somebody does their podcasts, but like, it's just we found that this feels so much more natural to us. Cause when I go back and like listen to some of the earlier episodes, they're like, I'm like we feel like we, we sound uncomfortable. It sounds unnatural. Yeah. Sounds unauthentic even if it's a topic we enjoy and like we're processing through at that moment and it it felt authentic to us in that moment. It was like the way we approached it felt unauthentic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And now I feel like it's totally totally shifted and like you said this flows And it's not forcing it. It's not like, okay, what are we going to force to talk about today? Mm -hmm. It is just so fluid, which is crazy and so fun.
1: Conversation with you, with the universe, with community, like it's just... I love that. I kind of want that to just be like the motto for my life. Just be in constant conversation with everything around us, like not forced, not
0: planned, just slow, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's like what I I texted you the other night about, and we posted it on our page and one of the, the slides in a recent post really using the, the word manifestation or, or co-creating or whatnot, but kind of honing in on what is authentic to you and what, what desires are authentic to you. And then making room for change, allowing change and allowing the flow and not, okay, this is what I want. This is what I authentically desire or just desire in general and then forcing of course there's something to be said for like effort and really like mm-hmm. acting or, or putting action towards something but it's different when the my example in my head is where am i going to live mm-hmm. and this whole time if you've been listening to the podcast you've heard me talk about the van you've heard me talk about my desire to move from the town that i live in i've been looking at towns around me still saying the whole time I'm gonna move wherever I feel like a pole I don't know where I'm gonna live but we'll see Mm -hmm. and now I feel as though I'm moving towards literally moving back to where I lived before and we'll see how that unfolds but I'm just gonna say it because that's like I I have shame around changing my mind and pivoting like we started this with pivoting Mm -hmm. so much And even thinking back to the idea that I said out loud on the podcast, like, I want to live in a van and it's not happening. Like, there's a little bit of crunchy, weird shame around that, but why? And so I'm just like, you know what? I change my mind a lot.
1: It's also so funny, the things we feel shame around sometimes, because you're sitting here and you're like, well, I feel shame around changing my mind. And I promise you, Kristen, every single fucking person close to you in your life isn't thinking about oh, Kristen changed her mind. We're all like, fuck yeah, Kristen's coming home again. You know what I mean? Which is like so funny or like potentially coming home again. Like it's not definitive, but. And so I don't know. It just almost makes me feel like shame. Anytime I feel it or anytime anyone feels it, I'm like, this is literally made up in my own head. I am making myself feel bad about this thing. It's like, even if it comes from conditioning we've had, Mm -hmm. Like, if you step back from the situation and really think about it and, like, put yourself in the shoes of everyone around you, they're not thinking about it as much as you are. Like, in this situation, nobody's being like, oh, Kristen, like, how could you be changing your mind again?
0: That literally is so funny because even sharing it with you and sharing it with, like, a few other people, I almost didn't. And I was like, no, I have to sit with this myself. I have to figure it out on my own. And everyone's going to think I'm flaky and flighty and always changing my mind. And what if I don't really want to do this when I go back to Colorado? All these different things. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of stopped and was like, you know what? I really think that my friends will love me regardless. So I'm going to say it anyway. Of course, yeah. And when I do say it out loud and hearing you say that as well, like, it's so funny that, like, about the things we have shame around because it really is like, yes, it might be conditioning, but then we hold it. It's like someone hands this to us and we're keeping it in our hands rather than putting it down. Because I'm sure I was taught a lot of things that I do now and don't feel shame around, but for some reason certain things stick and it is like a almost a prison we were put in but the doors open and we don't walk out of it Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that's a great analogy you're the best at analogies holy shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember sharing that uh, with a client recently and saying and just being very blunt with her because a lot of times when you work with people if you're someone that works with people one-on-one you want to guide someone to find their own answer but at one point I looked over this person and I was like I'm just gonna be real with you for a second I feel like you hold the key to this mental prison you're in Mm. and she was like fuck (laughs) and that's what I feel like shame is
1: it is that is what that is and I know I'm sitting here reflecting back to you when you share the thing that you're feeling shame around and I'm saying oh there's nothing to feel shame about that thing for Mm -hmm. I said that very weird, but hopefully you know what I'm saying. And then at the same time, I'm feeling shame about pivots that I'm going through too. And
0: (laughs) it's just like we
1: really do lock ourselves in this fucking prison that we have the key to letting ourselves out of. And for me, it's career stuff. It's like I left a job about a year ago at this point that I was not happy at tried starting my own business for a brief period of time, which business is still open, but it definitely wasn't something that ended up growing to a financially sustainable point, right? And so then I ended up pivoting again and deciding, okay, I'm going to look for another full-time job. (laughs) I got a job that started out part-time that was supposed to grow to full-time. The growth there ended up being very, very slow ended up being like, not really what I was expecting of it. And now I've spoken to that boss about staying there part-time and looking for other options again. So like literally five, six pivots career-wise within one year. And I feel so much shame around that where I'm like, people are probably looking at me like, she has no fucking clue what she's doing. And the truth of the matter is, it's just like, I think I'm just being guided to what's meant for me.
0: But still, it's funny, again, the things we feel shame around, because I feel like it's so hard for people to move in career. So many people will stay in a job or a role that, and of course, there's there's ramifications around that. Like, we need yeah. insurance, we need money, whatever. But it's not easy for people, even if that's not part of their decision, like, if you have a partner and they and your health insurance is through them, whatever, it's hard for people to leave what feels comfortable, even when they hate it. So yeah. your ability to move through jobs and expend your energy applying to different things and trying different hats on and rolls on, mm-hmm. to me is so impressive. And I'm like, damn, like you just always want to learn and try and try other things, and you have so much energy and drive towards that thank you and the
1: funny thing though about it is like yeah it's hard for people to leave the thing that they're unhappy with for a lot of different reasons and at the same time like it's been really hard to um like go through the different changes too that I've been going through where like I feel now a whole other layer of shame that's been coming up around like not being financially secure and like that relating to like things that I grew up in like poverty wise and feeling like, okay, like I've just put myself back in the same spot I was in when I was growing up kind of a thing. And a lot of that stuff coming up and feeling like people are viewing me through that lens of like, she's not financially stable right now or, you know, whatever the case is. And the truth is no one's thinking about my finances.
0: (laughs) Nobody but me is thinking about that. Isn't that so funny?
1: Literally not a
0: fuck. <laughs> one thing you said too is like with the pivoting within your career about feeling as though people might perceive you as so you don't know what you're doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that
0: the phrase you used?
1: Yeah, I believe it was something like that.
0: Because I think that with like my living situation, I'm always changing my mind and – That, I think, is, like, the deeper thing. It's not the surface level of of moving or changing jobs and constantly shifting. It's that layer underneath of how am I being perceived. Yeah. It's that I don't know what I'm doing, and then what does that mean about me? It always – that's how you go deeper. It's like, Mm -hmm. and then what? And then why? Why this? Why that? So what does that mean about me?
1: And it's, like, what core belief is this now hitting up on?
0: Yes. Right. Exactly.
1: Absolutely. And it's so funny, because as like, I don't know, as we we're saying this, like, literally, if we took ourselves out of the equation, and I was like, looking at my situation as if I was like my friend or something, I would totally tell my friend to do what I'm currently doing. Like, yeah, find something else. Don't stay in this job that's growing slowly that like isn't sustaining you financially just because you maybe left your last job and you don't want to do that again now so soon kind of a thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. get all that out of there and like, yeah, look, look for something that makes sense for you kind of a thing would be the advice I would give a friend. So it's like, why am I sitting here feeling bad about doing the thing that I would literally tell someone else to do?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that even highlights again, it is such a personal core belief that is associated with shame Mm -hmm. and it's completely within from our own perspective no one else is seeing it from that lens and my perspective is obviously coming from my own head my own mind but someone else would see it differently so that means there is another perspective available Mm -hmm. and how can I maybe take off those glasses and put on those other ones or whatever but i think also for me human design and just starting to understand that a little bit more for really feels like a permission slip
1: oh yeah it does especially with us because both of us being manifesting generators and pivoting literally being just like to our core part of the nature of that energy type is like trying many different things <laughs> and yeah. all of it making sense eventually
0: yeah and it's funny because especially thinking about my moving I I have lived in seven places in the last six years and <laughs> that I don't enjoy the act of moving mm-hmm. but I give myself that uh permissions up to just keep moving until I find the thing and in coming to Colorado I think if I had said I'm considering moving back to New Jersey I would old me would have looked at this future moment and been like I bet you you're gonna feel like a failure and I don't which is really cool and I think it's in part due to like one my friendships to the The therapy that I've been doing and also again like human design and letting that be like a a mirror that reflects back to me that oh no this is how I am and this is totally okay Mm -hmm. and when I give myself that permission to move and pivot I'm finding more magic along the way because if I didn't move to Colorado I wouldn't have met my therapist Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have met myself in a new way and when I came back to visit everyone And I was just overwhelmed with feelings that I had been numb to for so long. It just felt like magic. And now I'm like, this is fucking cool. Like, I totally did not think that I would ever want to come back. And now I do. And I'm like, why not follow that feeling? Don't overanalyze it. That's your, your gut instinct. So, like, yes, I'm going to, like, talk to my therapist about it, but, like, Mm -hmm. now I'm kind of like, well, what magic is there for me?
1: Probably fucking something, right? Because it's, like, whenever you have followed what feels good to you in the moment, there's always something there for you. Yeah. Like, as an intuitive person, anyone out there, it's, like, if you are an intuitive person and you follow the things that feel right, there's always some magic waiting for you, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm a hundred percent
0: it's so exciting I never thought I'd have this relationship with change and I hope that it sticks yeah because I feel really cool about it right now I'm like I love it
1: something else I was thinking about but it kind of I guess goes back to what we were saying before and I hope I can articulate this okay was um, like when you were explaining like how you've lived in seven different places in like six years and like you said that from a place of like I've lived in seven different places in six years it's like the way you present information to people is offering them the way that they can then reflect that back to you so it's mm-hmm. like we're almost like showing up in the world showing people that this is a thing that we feel shame around when we talk about it and so then they're reflecting back to us a response that makes us feel even more shame around it realistically that sounds like adventurous that sounds like new experiences that sounds like fresh things at like every year that you were experiencing which sounds cool to me but it's so funny how like The way you present it then offers the person you're speaking to the opportunity to, like, reflect back how you're reflecting it to them in the first place. And so I think, like, even if we just, like, own the things we feel shame around, it'll, like, stop feeding that loop of shame because people will stop reflecting back to us the things we feel shame about in a negative way. So, like, if I owned it and I was just like, oh, yeah... This is my uh, fifth career pivot this year. I'm figuring it out. Like, maybe people would just be like, okay, cool. Yeah. But because I approach it like, oh, yeah, like it's kind of, mm, it's not really working out. I've kind of had a rough year career wise. They're going to be like, oh, and change the subject. And they just made me feel like a loser the way
0: they responded and changed the subject. <laughs> the way that I'm exploding <laughs> over <laughs> now.
1: I don't even know if that made any sense. It
0: made all the sense in the world. I think just changed a core piece of my life. (laughs) That is so correct. I have never heard that in my life, at least to a point where like, I understood it remotely. That makes all the sense in the world. If I had started that and said, yeah, oh my gosh, I've moved seven times in the last six years. I give myself a lot of permission to like, free myself up when I feel like I should someone might look at that and be like that's fucking cool whereas I'm like oh yeah I've lived in seven places I'm always moving around and I'm like of course and someone's gonna be like oh wow yeah it sounds really uh, like a lot
1: or like yeah that would make people be like well yeah that sounds kind of chaotic or something and then that would probably reinforce your like core belief of like I don't know what's going on or whatever like words we were using before wow yeah let's fucking own our shame guys own the messy parts
0: of our lives yeah because truly with however we're sharing something that is what we're going to get reflected back that is that whole idea that the universe is reflecting back at you what you're putting out there
1: and I've noticed that a lot in my living situation too.
0: And it's so funny when you talking about it, your body went like this, you cowered a bit. Mm-hmm. And even thinking about my tone and what I said about me moving, my tone changed. And I think that also is reflective of how these things live in our body. And it's so unconscious. So unconscious. The shame is so deeply looped into our DNA at this point, and maybe that's correct or not, but it's so a part of our just the way we're moving through life. And I think, even when it's uncomfortable, then to say something in a different way, or to say it with a straighter posture, or to just look someone in the eye and say it, even mm. that would be might not feel comfortable, but that could be a way to start to shake up that shame a little bit.
1: Ah, absolutely. Because also people, even if it's, it's not conscious, we're always reading body language, right? Oh, yeah. It's like, if we're not even noticing ourselves, like do this and, and go inward when we're saying these things, people around us are, even if not on a conscious level, like they're picking up on that energy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, of course, that's going to keep reinforcing the thing. So it's like we need to maybe intentionally show up with our, like, chest straighter or, like, our our voice not shaking, like you said, and, like, looking people directly in the eyes when we're talking about the things that don't feel good to talk about or own up about our lives. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Or own up to about our lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think about even when I'm in therapy, how my body is positioned on the chair and, and things of that nature. And that's a different context. I think that's probably a good place to let my body do what it needs to do while I'm talking about it. But I'm even just reflecting back to a few moments ago when you were sharing that like mind blowing epiphany that you allowed me to have. Thank you. I was like squirming in my seat with excitement and energy, like holding my chest and covering my mouth. So I didn't like burst into laughter. That was just like, (laughs) my body is having a reaction that i am not in control over and that's so much information there's so much information in our bodies about all of this stuff like again like maybe the excitement energy like hearing daisy talk but also again that like shamey uncomfortable piece too that's yeah
1: and also like Everybody has a part of their life that they don't feel great about. Like, let's be real. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Like, because think back, like, has there ever been a point in your life where you felt 100% got it figured out about everything? No, nobody ever feels that way. There's always something people feel a little weird about. It could be career, it could be family, it could be relationships, it could be home, it could be fucking anything. Your children, it could be whatever.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mental health. There's always something you're feeling a little
0: not great owning up to yeah yes and i wonder where well actually i know where the but that benchmark comes in because i think i unconsciously like on the surface level i'm gonna say yeah like no one has it all together but in my mind i'm like but i need to have it all together mm-hmm. but i need to not be a fucking mess and so chaotic and blah 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 but nobody feels that way all the time or mm-hmm. really i've never experienced it where all the boxes are checked off and i'm like yeah cool this is yeah cool. so where we, nobody fucking knows what they're
1: doing no and it's like almost like freeing because then you have to be like well i sort of just have to accept this because this is if i don't my entire life is going to be a series of like one piece not feeling right And, like, that might sound sad, but I don't think it is. I think it's just life. Yeah. And it's, like, the sooner we accept that, the, like, freer we are to actually just enjoy the moment as it is rather than feeling like we need everything to be perfect before we can enjoy things. And I've very much been stuck in that loop of, like, I need to have all the things figured out before I can do this other thing. Mm -hmm. Or whatever it is, right? Like I need to not be living here before I can start dating, or I need to Mm -hmm. have this job before I can move here. uh, Like whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? It's like having one piece of your life rely on another piece of your life. And it's like, no, maybe if we just like accept the mess of it all and that it's always going to be a little messy and chaotic and whatever, Mm
0: -hmm. we can just
1: start living now. (laughs) Like that almost feels like I'm just free to start living now, actually.
0: Yeah absolutely and knowing again that it is going to change even if somebody's out there listening and your life is all the boxes are checked off i'm so sorry to be the one to break the news to you but they're not going to be forever <laughs> <And> <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going to happen which is amazing i remember when i hurt my knee when i first moved out to colorado i had like received like a i have all the different tarot cards in the world and in my cabinet over there and my old co-workers knew that about me and they had got me this almost like a playful card deck in a way and it wasn't uh, spiritual oriented but it had like words on it and each word was explained in like a funny but real way so the card that I had pulled was impermanence and it has stuck with me ever since and it's funny it's coming full circle right now but the idea that nothing is permanent not a single thing nothing ever at all is permanent ever 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 Mm -hmm. and so that's amazing because that means when things feel like shit It's going to change. It has to change because we're always moving. And even when things feel good, amazing because we have that contrast to reflect back on of like, wow, things were shitty and now they feel really good. And then we can soak in the present moment in its fullness and maybe not get bored with it because that would happen more than likely. Things were always good all the time. 100%. Right? Like, no. It would never it would never be sustainable if you're really real with yourself in that way. So those ebbs and flows kind of are like sandpaper and they dust us off and like help us really appreciate the good things and in a way that is like more fully ourselves. Like if I don't go through those shitty parts, I allow them to change me and I allow them to to make me more me even when it's really hard and I don't think it's possible mm-hmm. and then when I'm on the other side of it I'm like wow I'm more myself and I really like this good stuff that's yeah.
1: happening and there's also like that moment of like when you understand the lesson too mm-hmm. in the low the lows recently that I've been really appreciating that it, it kind of just feels like ah I solved the puzzle like you know that like that's the best way I the thing, best thing I can compare it to is like when you finish like a Sudoku or a crossword or something, you're like, ah, I figured it out. Yeah. Like you didn't figure everything out, but at least you figured this one puzzle out. And it just feels like a game, like, you know, like making it feel like a game. It's yeah. like, what am I figuring out here and how do I get there?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It does add that like interesting, not boring spice to our life, even if it doesn't feel great all the time. But like there, yeah. there's going to be that moment of clarity.
0: And that moment is so nice. I think you shared that example in your solo episode, too, it of, like, did. that it feels like like a puzzle that's like, oh, wait, I, this was the thing that was, like, or this is something I can take away from it. And that moment is so nice to me, which I think also has shifted my relationship with change and pivoting because, again, each time I do, it either feels magical in the end or after that maybe more painful spot it's that light bulb moment that epiphany that is like a drug to me i love those moments like the best. again what you just shared like 10 minutes ago i'm still on a high from that
1: and it's also just like it's almost like the harder the test you've gone through the more rewarding that epiphany is mm-hmm. like i i feel like The epiphany I had recently was after possibly one of the most difficult, Um, well, I don't want to say one of the most difficult periods of my life, but like a very difficult, I think probably the most difficult period of my adult life that I've experienced recently.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's been a really, really tough year. And it feels like maybe now it's starting to shift, but again, I'm almost like, all right, I'm ready for whatever because of it and it's gonna feel so much sweeter and I like that it's kind of like oh well it's fun it's a game and if we can again shift our the way we're presenting it and of course like feel the feelings don't gaslight yourself right but like there's a difference between like feeling the feelings and then being stuck in that and having that really like weigh you down and having those emotions feel so heavy you can't move or function versus feeling them and letting them move through you and then saying like all right i know change is inevitable nothing is permanent this won't be either Mm -hmm. what can i get here because i won't be here for long i won't be here so how can i look around and not have this tunnel vision and say all right what is the universe god whoever showing me reflecting back to me in this moment
1: mm-hmm. and also like what is there then to potentially be excited for mm-hmm. if you're on the optimistic side I know that's hard for people to do when they're down and out but it's like well what does that mean is waiting for you on the other side of this like yeah. low point yeah that's your imagination get carried away this is like manifestation golden energy here
0: (laughs) yeah be delusional when you are sad be delusional
1: (laughs) let your delusions be to the same degree as your like
0: sadness (laughs) yes exactly because like I feel like I could very much like this last year of my life probably I would even say just over a year has been so hard for me And I also am, like, looking back, I'm, like, this was, like, I would say one of the hardest years. And one that kind of should be, like, sign enough, but, like, all right. But it has really refined me a little bit. And I don't know if that's the exact right word, but now I'm, like, excited for what the next turn is. I've had no idea for so long at all what the next step is going to be and being in that place for so many different reasons has felt overwhelming but now i'm like wait there's actually magic around this corner it's <laughs> been pretty hard but that's pretty cool
1: yeah oh i love it i just love being able to view it that way mm-hmm it's truly the hardest thing to do when you're actually going through
0: it yeah if you had told me that I would be like sitting here talking about this all of this period I would be shocked and feeling this way about it feeling excited I would have been even more mind blown but Mm -hmm. it's so oh it's so hard to get to this feeling but when it's when it's here it's really
1: nice yeah and just wait because again nothing's permanent me and Kristen are going to come back in a couple weeks and be like ah I'm yeah. being tested
0: yeah <laughs> fuck all this why is nothing easy that literally yeah so <laughs> yeah. we
1: don't know shit about shit guys <laughs>
0: yeah literally I will probably go back and listen to this episode when I'm like kicking and screaming about something so <laughs> it's not this, this all truly is us just continually processing and just being a human, humaning, humaning in real time. Humaning in real time.
1: I wish that we should make that the episode title.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're just a bunch of messy humans humaning around. <laughs> no one knows anything.
1: No one knows anything. Yeah. I feel so much more like, free to say that i used to have so much like um i used to put so much pressure on myself of like oh you have to know things before you speak on them and you have to know all the things and it's really just like nobody knows shit about shit like you might know a little bit about shit but <laughs> really yeah. nobody knows shit about shit
0: nobody knows anything about anything i feel like <laughs> this if you feel like you know something you really just maybe know how to operate within like capitalism and the structures around us, but like after that, no one knows anything. Like you just learn the game real well and great for you. I can't do that. But not as successful as playing this game. But that's not even the game that I want to play. I want to just fuck around with my intuition and see what happens because
1: absolutely yeah it's like everybody's playing Monopoly and like me and you are just the dice. Just getting thrown up in the air. It's like
0: whatever lands, lands. Yeah. That that is it. That is it. And that's why I'm so confused. (laughs) I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what numbers are gonna come out. Who knows? I don't. i fucking love being the dice so free yeah. it really is it's just fun not knowing what's gonna happen next i don't know anything
1: <laughs> i, I love, any I love not it. knowing anything <laughs> don't tell me a single fucking thing ever again i want everything such to thing be as to
0: back. no such thing i said that to my dad the other day um there was a, I think you might have sent me this TikTok a while ago. You or Laura, where it was like, everything's made up. And it was about the stock market. It's like, why do we keep turning that thing back on? Like, what is, it, it fucking sucks. Like, we made all that up. And I said that to my dad. And he was like, really do you make all that up? And I was like, no, we literally did. We it literally... was just here.
1: The yeah, big like... bang
0: happened. And then the stock then market the was stock also... market. <laughs> like i was like we literally made everything up and he was like i mean i see what you're saying but not really i'm like you just gotta let go a little bit just let go of your sense of reality a little bit and you will understand that nothing is real oh yeah yeah seriously yeah yeah
1: not a damn thing <laughs> <laughs> this conversation also has made me want to learn more about body language and how to be more intentional with
0: it. I So there's one author that I've mentioned her to you before. Her name's Abigail Rose. I'm going to try and pull up her last name very quickly right now. She's coming out with a book uh, in January. I, I kind of want to ask for it for Christmas. Her name's Abigail Rose Clark, and she's written a book called Returning Home to Our Bodies, Reimagining the Relationship Between Our Bodies and the World. Mm. And, oh, and also, it, there's another little uh, caption on the cover that says, Practices for Connecting Somatics, Nature, and Social Change. And the excerpts that she's shared on her page, and I follow her, she's very cool. Her She's abigail.rose.clark on Instagram. I think that that is going to be, like, a resource for me when it comes out that in January. Like to be
1: really interesting. I remember in undergrad, I was in some, like, women and gender studies class. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how the topic of body language came up, but some girl in my class had, like, raised her hand, and she was like, oh, actually, I think people were just sharing fun facts about themselves. It might have been, like, the first day of class. And this one girl raised her hand, and she was like, I read a lot of books about, like, um body language, and I'm like, kind of an expert body language reader
0: type of a thing and I was like you kind of cool kind of weird but kind of cool <laughs> I think that like body language gets a little tricky for me because I do want to know more about it but I know that I can become because when I was younger I was like preoccupied with it oh absolutely like hyper vigilant yeah yeah so there for me I have to almost watch because I remember there was a, a weird phase in my life where Mm -hmm. i would really be looking at people's feet all the time to see like
1: like, where they're pointing yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: like that along with like a few other things So i was like very like fixated on it and if someone's feet weren't facing me i'd be like oh why what does that mean like always fucking making meaning
1: yeah and there's not always meaning that's true because okay so my boss is like she's so funny. I don't know. She'll like point out people's body language sometimes. So like, if I go like this, sometimes I just do it. Cause like I'm holding my head up truly. Like if I'm just like exhausted from sitting at the desk, like I'll yeah. put my hand under my chin and like put my, um, whatever, try to like hold my head up. But my boss is always like, Daisy, do you have something to say? And I'm like, no, why? And She's, like, she one time told me, she's, like, I don't know if, like, you notice your tells, but, like, sometimes you put your hand over your mouth and it seems like you have something to say, but you're holding it back. And I'm, like, okay, you're reading too much into this, girl. My head's just getting heavy. Like, it's yeah. stuff like that where it's, like, it's not always indicating yes. something else. It can be.
0: But so, like, I don't know. I feel like learning my own body language, and maybe that's what you yeah. know, is for me – the most help and, and is becoming the most helpful I am learning I'm just starting to learn my own body language and that's actually what helped me being back in New Jersey and visiting home because my body felt like a different body yeah then wow being in Colorado which was jarring to me because wow. again I didn't <clears throat> expect that at all but it allowed me to see the difference which then let me know more about my body and and what she's trying to say to me and how Mm -hmm. that's being communicated and even with like aches and pains that just disappeared when I was in New Jersey and are creeping back in now that I'm in Colorado and maybe that's the altitude or maybe it's my body letting me know pieces of information Mm -hmm. I don't know who knows man yeah
1: it is cool. But yeah, I did mean a little bit more about my own body language, um, that I would like to learn. Because I'd like to like realize the things that are my tells mm-hmm. and be able to show up differently.
0: Yeah, exactly. Going back to what we were saying before about like shame and whatnot and mm-hmm. and knowing or rather not no know- well, yeah, maybe knowing, but seeing how your body is moving and presenting when you're talking about certain things. Mm-hmm. And that's something uh I was doing with my therapist before starting EMDR was, I think the phrase was body mapping. Mm. But before I've she's an EMDR. Term. What?
1: I've heard that term before. What does that even mean?
0: I'll look it up. So if I'm using the correct term for what we were doing there, she does a lot of different modalities, but all under the umbrella of like somatic therapy. Mm-hmm. And it was, I would be talking about something and then we'd be really really aware of how it was showing up in my body so I would say something and she'd say oh where do you feel that and I was like what the fuck because I think for the last several years I've lived my life like neck up and that's it yeah. and not being aware of how my body feels with certain people in certain places and again, just really overanalyzing and using my mind as the only tool when my body is also a tool. And so when I started talking about things, she'd say, okay, where is that feeling? And I would tell her, usually I I get a lot of strong sensations in my chest and in my hands. And there were certain times where that feeling would move, which was really interesting. And so it would kind of travel up my neck or into my face. Mm -hmm. And I would yawn or I would stretch. I would have to, like, fidget in my seat. And she would encourage that and say, like, all right, like, let it out. Then, like, move. If you're feeling, following the feeling and you're feeling an inclination to stretch, then stretch. Or if – I wish I could remember what we were talking about, but there was a point where I really felt a lot in my arm. And she was like, what would feel good right now? How can you take care of that feeling? What is it asking? and I was like, to be held, and she was like, hold your arm, hold it, like, um, do that then, and so it was really, really uncomfortable, it does feel like you're speaking a new language, because mm-hmm. you're listening in a different way, you're feeling the feeling, really, uh with a lot of focus and intensity,
1: Yeah, and
0: that can become a lot, the first time we did it, I dissociated, so it can be a lot, if you are somebody that Thinks you might be holding a lot of trauma in your body, like maybe don't start with like the most intense thing alone. but it was really cool to see it move and to be like, okay, hold my arm like this, just like Mm -hmm. hold it. And she's like, yeah, who cares? Do it. And now I'm like, yeah, who fucking cares? Yeah, right. Like,
1: why not? So funny. Yeah, that's crazy. That reminds me of the um, like when I did breath work with agony. And stuff. And like they warned us of something so we might feel. And it was like feeling your body get hot and then all of a sudden cold. And then like the finger cramping, and then like the needing to like rub out the finger cramps and stuff. And just being so aware of like the feelings in your body as like certain emotions were coming up was like very bizarre. And so I could imagine an EMDR it being like extra weird because you're processing like a really, really yeah, traumatic thing potentially.
0: Yeah. It was really interesting, but I think that, again, it's allowed me to trust my feelings more Mm -hmm. because if I was to overanalyze this option of moving back to New Jersey, I would probably rationalize or gaslight myself out of it and say, just try another year or something like that, especially since my lease is like come to an end in the grand scheme of things pretty quickly mm-hmm. and my whole life might be different in maximum the next 4 months and so using my body as a way to really understand that and and get information from it kind of quiets my mind of yeah. like no there's a very real difference when i'm here versus there and when I'm with certain people versus not with them and that is information enough my body is credible my body is trustworthy I don't need just my mind to make decisions Mm -hmm. I have access to a whole lot of senses that I can use which is really cool yeah and helps again helps with the pivoting helps with the change a lot a lot
1: beautifully said
0: oh the natural lens. <laughs> here we are i'm excited let us know what's changing in your lives everyone yeah your relationship with change i would love to know your relationship with change
1: yeah i would too because i imagine a lot of people out there struggle with change
0: yeah right? yeah
1: and i'd be so interested if you don't like if you've just always been that person that's like i fuck with change then like you're interesting talk to us
0: (laughs) yeah really you want to come on the podcast join us (laughs) tell everyone because i'm sure everyone wants to meet you (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: expand our brains please
0: yeah oh my gosh well we'll see y'all next time we're so grateful for you fucking love you bitches so much. <laughs> so- <laughs>